Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Customer Experience Podcast, R&R, which stands for myself, Richard, and him over there. Brian, good <laughs> afternoon, everybody. Or if you're listening in the morning, good morning. Or if you're listening in the evening, uh, bonsoir. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's February. It's February already, Mr. Knight. Can you believe it? Zooming past rather rapidly, actually. Uh, yeah, interesting one. Although, actually, you, uh, when we are recording this, the, the weather isn't too bad. Uh, the uh, the birds are tweeting. There's that like certain this. excitement. Exactly. Excitement that spring is just around the corner in Gertlush, lovely areas down there, particularly down in the southwest, because, of course, this is the best part of the world, um, you know, uh, as various other people around the country would say, it's all God's own county and all of that that stuff. It's the Southwest. It wins hands down every time. Strange accents, pasties and cider. What more, what more is there to life? <laughs> Strange accents and cider. So what are we talking today? Stepping up in 2023. Who? Tell me, Ryan, who is going to be stepping up in 2023? Well, Listeners and lovely viewers, one of the things we uh, we often think about is how do we, you know, how do we make these podcasts interesting to listen to? And what is it that you really, um, the hundreds of thousands of you that listen on a, on a monthly basis, um, what does it make you listen? We thought, why don't we talk about some of the brands uh, that we think this year are going to do an excellent job at looking after their customers? um and you might then decide you want to go and have a little research and look at them and see what they're up to and uh yeah maybe pick up a few hints and tips so that's what we thought we'd talk about today tonight isn't it it is indeed and actually whilst we're discussing those we're going to be thinking about you know a couple of little examples from from a local point of view because a lot of people say to us Richard Ryan we're always talking about the bigger you know the bigger organizations and of course they've got lots of money to do all this lovely stuff well it's not about it's not about the money and what you can invest it's about standing back and thinking about it so we'll be thinking about local uh, organizations um local businesses that have sort of echoed that, that or, or done similar things or done something as well that's made a difference so it can be done across any organization that's what we're trying to say great so okay so let's kick off so um well i want to start with um a, a brand i've mentioned before um, and it's a brand I went on holiday with last year who have now become the UK's largest tour operator. And they've added an additional 500,000 customers uh, to their portfolio this year. Um, and they've overtaken Tui. And the brand I'm talking about um, is Jet2. Um, some of you may remember warbling last summer about the experience we had and how seamless it was to put our bags uh, in at Bristol Airport and how we were looked after when we were abroad in Greece and how nothing was too much trouble, how the flight was on, on time uh, <laughs> and uh, all the basics you'd, you'd, uh, you'd expect. But the reason I read, the reason I raised Jet2 is um, they've always made their raison d'etre the, uh, the, the importance of looking after their customers and putting the customers at the centre of what they do um, in all of their practices, in all of their procedures, um, in all of their... Uh, guest holiday you know all the resorts that they invest in um and so on and if there is a problem i think what's really useful um and certainly in my experience is that they go all out to try and to try and solve the problem so jet 2 is definitely one to look at this year they're they're, they're mm. using their, their customer focus 
to uh, get ahead of the game commercially. As I said, they've overtaken Tui as, uh, as the UK's uh, number one tour operator. Um, and uh, just proves, doesn't it, the fact that when you focus on the right things, when you focus on the customer experience, people will come back time and time again. And more importantly, they will recommend you to their friends and their family um, to use your products and services. And that's exactly what happened. has happened with this uh, 500,000 extra yeah. uh, customers. Now, the other thing that's quite interesting is they've really keyed into the fact that, you know, family holidays this year are going to be more difficult to buy. People, uh, you know, the uh, cost of living crisis is, is really biting with some clients. So they've introduced things like, you know, the low deposit of £60 per person, for example, which they've had to be fair running for a little while, but they're really majoring on that and really helping customers who, even if they get to the payday of their holiday, they can choose to opt to put it back even further um, to, save, to be able to save more than pay. So they've really thought about the client journey and what customers are up against at the moment. So one to watch this year, I think you're only going to see great things from, from Jet2 yeah. And you mentioned the key key words there, the customer journey. Yeah. So, again, how does this translate into what we can do from a local point of view? Well, quite clearly, it's that stepping back and actually looking at the journey that your customers, your clients take with you. So from um, a local point of view, um, Farmfields is a solicitors uh, in uh, in Dorset who actually have taken that very step. It was um, ooh, probably last year, the year before they actually did some client journey mapping. So with their organisation, with their different teams, they sat down and they looked at all the different touch points that their clients go along with them. And they were seeing that things were going well in certain areas and things that could be improved in other areas. So it's actually taking the time to challenge yourselves and challenge the flow, the journey that the customers go on. Is it the right one? Just because you've got a process in place to do it that way, does it actually make life easier for your customers? Because if it does, as Ryan exactly just said, they will go away and tell people how easy it was and that they should book, use you, use your service, your product or whatever it is. So customer journey mapping, for local businesses can make a world of difference. It's a very short session that can be put in at any time for any business. Well, thanks, Rich. What a great example, um, particularly in the legal sector where, you know, we know some of our uh, some of our legal clients really struggle with understanding the importance of the interaction at every point of the client journey. So second big brand I want to talk about and one to definitely watch today, um, uh, sorry, today, this year, is a Star Starling Bank. So um, for those of you who've not heard about Starling Bank, um, Starling Bank is a, an online only bank. Um, it's fully registered uh, and regulated in the UK. Um, you can apply minutes to get an account. It's a really simple process, you know, with millions. Uh, someone joins apparently the bank every 38 seconds. It's that, it's that simple. Um, so you kind of go, well, it's, just, it's not my bank, right? It, you know, why, why is that such a, uh, such a new thing? You know, I, I, I'm a Barclays customer, and I have an online, uh, I have an online banking um, app with them, and you may well have. Um, but what's quite interesting um, about Starling Bank and a number of the only internet-only banks, people like Metro Bank, which now have got branches as well, um, I know. But um, Starling Bank prides itself on being available twenty-four-seven, and it prides itself on being available with real people at the end. Of a telephone line, can you no. believe it? Rubbish! You uh, don't be ridiculous. Believe it! I no. cannot believe it. Well, that means it must just be people in another in another country who haven't been trained very well. That'll that'll be how they can do that, surely. 
no, no. Four seven UK. No way. Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> I couldn't. Um, so what's really interesting is, is that I'm in the process at the moment of thinking about changing my bank account. Places I've looked at, this is why it popped up and why I was thinking about uh, moving to Starling Bank. Um, and I asked around and a number of people that, uh, friends and family that have got a Starling said they would never, ever, ever go anywhere else ever again. Wow. Because the service experience is so good. And some of those individuals were not, your youngsters who want to go online right <laughs> it was people you know because we know now look you know reality is banking is not um the preserve of high street anymore it hasn't been for many years and the banks to be fair to them have been very proactive at driving uh and making their client journey online um you know really easy to use um but here's the thing here's the thing along with monzo who are also um uh, an online bank yep. their overall service quality mark they are joint first with starting back at 81 percent 81 percent of their clients are fully satisfied with the service experience wow. that compares to the market leader before the first direct you know everyone used to talk about first direct and how good they were 78 yep. percent metro bank 69 percent nationwide is the only traditional bank building society that drops into that top five at 68 percent so you can see that these these online banks now are really 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 getting getting their act together so starting back one to watch this year fantastic and one of the key things that comes out of that and that's really interesting for the local side of things of course is the fact that people will say well of course they can invest in all that technology we you know they can have 20 people on 24 7 blah 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 but that is actually reacting to feedback people have been telling banks for a long time they don't like the fact that they're outsourcing uh help services services they want people in 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 the locality in their area so they can have those conversations they want to be able to do things that are easy that are online and actually it's a really interesting one it's about knowing your customers or actually getting to know your customers more so because traditionally yeah and old people i think we fall in that bracket now ryan actually um don't don't like online oh no our customers they don't like technology they won't answer an online feedback request they won't do that no 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 how do you know how do you know you have an opinion. Absolutely. We all do. We all perceive the world in different ways. But if you want a really successful business that has put the customer at the center of it, you have to challenge your perceptions and do the, as the Americans would say, do the math. What, what, what are the figures telling you? What is the data telling you? Are people actually engaging? And I know from my experience, they are. My father's 85 this year. He was just on the telephone to me the only other day saying, Richard, I'm looking at a MacBook Air. Yeah, I want to go. Exactly. He's got obviously got far too much money. Bloody baby boomers. They've Anyway, that's another story. Um, he uses his iPad all the time. He's got his iPhone all the time. He uses all that tech. Yeah, it frustrates the hell out of him sometimes, like it does for all of us. But let's not assume, because what does assuming do, uh, Ryan? It makes an arse out of you and me, Mr. Knight. Right, that brings me on nicely. Moving on. My uh, third <laughs> brand to watch this year. And this is a really interesting brand. And uh, most of you are going to, when I mention it, you're going to kind of go, yeah, we all know, we know about them. 
Um, but you might know about what they've been up to. Um, so the third brand I, uh, I want to talk about um, uh, t t this month is, again, it's a travel brand. And they're called, and um, you'll know them um, as Premier Inn. Rest easy. Not not to be mistaken with the lodge, but uh, but Premier Inn. So what's really interesting is um, Premier Inn, again, are a very accessible brand. So you can, it's very easy to manage your booking online with them. It's very easy to get in contact with them. Um, and what's even easier is the fact that they don't appear on price comparison sites. So they're not on booking.com. You have to go to premierin.com to book um book the, the the trip with them um and again what's really interesting here is is that premier in you get you, you get what it says on the tin it's the old ron seal isn't it right yeah. you know that when you rock up to a premier in there's going to be somewhere potentially for you to have something to eat yeah a drink uh, you know you're going to get a good night's sleep they got they even sell the hypnos beds now uh elsewhere because they're so comfortable yeah. so people you know for that for very many people it's often the first choice in terms of where they look but what's really interesting is now they've started to really branch out and think about what other types of customers want from the Premier Inn brand. Because Premier Inn, as a, as a brand, is, you know, they're, they're very, very well trusted in the marketplace. So, for example, when you look at their website, it talks about family friendly. It talks about being committed to cleanliness. It talks about having a great sleep. All those are kind of hygiene factors, right? We'd expect that in any hotel. But let me tell you, after going to London last weekend and staying in what was perceived to be a premium hotel, um, I can tell you that the great sleep didn't happen because there was a dripping tap in the in the shower. Um, it was not clean uh, and it was not family friendly. And that is what you would expect in, in a, you know, in a hotel in London. So I'm wishing I'd booked a premier in. The other thing that's really interesting is they've started to diversify into uh, into other types of hotels. So um, Hub by Premier Inn is um is uh much smaller rooms if you've got like a one night stay and you, you know you're on your own and you just want a bed and a tv and mm -hmm. a room it's much cheaper um yeah. and you know they are they are starting to become available in some of the big cities london edinburgh example and i've stayed in a in a hub by premier inn um in uh in london in uh, in, uh near um um king's cross station and then Zip by Premier Inn um, is another really simple idea. OK, you get a small room, a simple stay and the best of all, it's from 21 quid a night. So, again, if you're thinking of, you know, they're, they're really thinking ahead here. Again, this is a this is even a smaller room than Hub by Premier Inn. This is just literally a bed and a toilet. Um, but if all you need is a bed and a toilet um, and you want a, a good night's sleep um, and maybe you're out on the time, Rich, like you are regularly. That's you know, it. I'm just thinking. That is cheaper than a taxi home, let me tell you. Um, so, uh, so again, they're just thinking outside of the box here. Um, and who didn't know there was Premier Inns in Germany and in the Middle East? There you go. You see, it's a it's a simple formula, isn't it? And it's an interesting one because you it's it's about options. It's about giving customers choice. And again, how does this relate to us as smaller business owners of people? Well, you might not be actually. Probably, I know some of the bigger guys are probably listening to this. Uh, you know, um, all all of those big organisations as they do come to us for for a little bit of advice every now and again. But options, local. What 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 are the options that you're giving people? And actually, that that sort of local the options 
production side of things is something that I've seen recently. I'm actually currently um, judging the uh, the Business Excellence Awards in uh, uh, South South Wiltshire um, and Salisbury, and um, I get to go and interview some fantastic organisations and hear what they've done, how they're changing to meet their customers' needs. And options is one of the great things. There's a jeweler's um, that is, has entered into the Service Excellence Awards, and they've been around for 200 years. And you'd think, oh, blimey, they could be could be very much just sticking at what they do and never changing and all that sort of stuff. But actually, they've encompassed the older way of working and actually put it into something which is and spun it slightly to be of interest to people because we know people want more of an experience when they're purchasing things these days. It doesn't matter what they're buying. You want to want an experience, whether it's going out for a drink or, you know, buying buying um, something from from Tesco. You know, they still want some form of experience coming with it. And these guys say, look, we, we'll sell you what we've got. If we can't sell it for you because we haven't got it, we'll get it in for you. And if we can't get it in for you, we'll make it for you. So as a jewelers, they can actually go out of the way and do that. And one of the examples of making it even more of an experience is actually using jewelry that you've had in the past. So rings, gold can be melted down and made into something new. Now, what an experience that is. Couple that with the basics of being a great customer centric organization and you're going to get an experience that really does make a difference the fact that you've got something that's bespoke to you and has been made for you and has been part of your family's inheritance and all that sort of stuff fantastic it really does drive it so these big guys are doing loads but from a local point of view there's always a way of making a real difference for our customers and just before we go, we just want a quick reminder that if you do want to step up in 2023 and you are a professional services organization, we have an event coming up on March the 16th. It is at the National Motor Museum uh, in Warwickshire, just off the uh, M40, I think it is M40? No, I can't remember, M42. M42. Warwickshire. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it is um, Insight 6 are co-promoting uh, with Moneypenny um, to uh, deliver CX is the name of the uh, of, of the event itself. It runs from 9.30 in the morning through to um, uh, four o'clock. Um, and we're going to be thinking about how to um, customer experience, super proof your business, uh, networking breakout sessions, how to execute your customer experience strategies, um, the six things business leaders need to do uh, when it comes to CX. And then after lunch, there is a keynote speaker, Colin McLaughlin, who is a former SAS soldier, um, and he's talking all about resilience. So uh, a fantastic end of the afternoon there. And then he gets to have a wander around the museum and do all those lovely things if you want to at all. So if you want to step up, this sort of uh, event is for you. The link is below. So please do take a moment to have a look. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Great event coming out. Brilliant. Well, some really, 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 really good tips there. So brands to look out for uh, on a local level, which talked about the jewellers and uh, farm fields, um, the solicitors, and then, you know, nationally, have a look at those brands, see what they're up to. Jet2, uh, Starling Bank and Premier Inn, uh, ones to really look out for this year. I think they're going to be highlighted as some of the... Uh, the most customer-centric brands in the UK. Well, that's it from us this month, isn't it? Uh, we're off now to drink a pint of cider. That's it. Um, and uh, we look forward to chatting you all in March. March, it'll be the spring.
The spring, it will be the spring, and the spring will be sprunging. And actually, it'll be interesting to, um, if you've got any uh, comments, likes, and shares on all of this stuff, it'd be good to hear how you're stepping up in 2023. What are you going to do to make a difference as well? So uh, I've been Richard Knight. I've been Ryan Huxtable. Have a great month. Thank <laughs> you.